you got insurance, you got a real estate brokerage, you have all types of businesses. How do you work on becoming a better leader? That's all that you can work on. Yeah. If you work on becoming a better leader, you will by nature become better at all the things within those businesses themselves. Okay. Right? So in the pillars book, in the offensive section, this is how you make more money. Okay. There is a chapter on the concept of extreme ownership. Okay. The Jocko Willink thing. Like mm-hmm. that is a thing that I talk about in the book. If you practice this, it is physically impossible not to become more valuable to your company and money will follow value. Mm. So the way that I define leadership in, mm-hmm. in that is leadership is the act of taking on responsibility, mm. that we need to be seeking responsibility and asking for responsibility. We need to treat it like the weights at the gym. Mm-hmm. Do you ever walk in a gym with the intention of working out and say, if I can stay here for an hour and a half and never touch a weight, I won? No. No. And why wouldn't you do that? Because I'd be crazy. Be stupid. (laughs) But how many times do we show up to work and Uh say, my job is to avoid any form of responsibility for Mm -hmm. the whole day. And if I can go eight hours without without ever having to fix the problem myself, Mm -hmm. like, oh, that's so-and-so's job. Delegating. Delegate yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't want to have to pick up that weight and carry it. Mm-hmm. That's considered a win mm-hmm. by so many people in the workplace. Yeah. And it's insane because mm-hmm. you don't get stronger by avoiding responsibility. Yet mm-hmm. there will be people that hear this that will piss them off mm-hmm. because these are the fat people going to the gym mm-hmm. that are like, I'm mad that I keep going to the gym every day and I'm not getting in shape and it's somebody else's fault. And I'm telling them it's because you don't lift the weights. Yeah. There are two ways to look at it. Leaders say, I need to be responsible and I'm going to mm. take on responsibility. So I give an example in the book of the of a hostess at a restaurant, okay? Mm. And I use a lot of restaurant examples because I came up through college doing that. Mm-hmm. And while everyone else was using the money to buy alcohol, buy weed, go party, do stupid things, mm-hmm. I graduated college mm-hmm. with my car paid off, mm-hmm. my school paid off, mm-hmm. and 100 grand in the bank. Mm-hmm. That became the down payment of the next three houses that I bought. Mm-hmm. And even though I got lucky because the market had just crashed, I, if I had no money, that wouldn't have benefited me. Mm-hmm. Like just a regular blue collar job that everybody has, I turned into an explosion of wealth through real estate investing because I made and I saved the money in a damn restaurant. Mm-hmm. It wasn't incredible. So I noticed that there was the hostess that would work the front door. Mm-hmm. And um, let's not even say the host, let's say it's the waiter. Mm-hmm. and you see someone come walking in. It's very easy to say, that's not my job. My mm-hmm. job is these tables. Mm-hmm. Someone else has to deal with that. Mm-hmm. I don't want, no sorry, Bob, that ain't my job. I hear people say that comment <laughs> a lot of the time, right? Versus the waiter that sees that a person came in and mm-hmm. thinks, if I own the restaurant, how would I handle this? Mm-hmm. If you owned it, you would absolutely go greet that guest, mm-hmm. say, thank you for coming in. The hostess is seating someone. They'll be right there. By the way, I love your shoes. Something mm. to just stall. Yeah. Okay. Now the person's happy versus they come in, they stand there for a minute. Nobody's there. They turn around and leave. You just lost that business. Yeah. That has taken our responsibility. No one had to make you do it. Mm. It's what I call the spirit of responsibility. You look for opportunities to help the team win. Yeah. Okay. Like Stephen Curry, one of my favorite players in the NBA. He rebounds really well for a guy his size. He doesn't have to. Yeah. No one's out there saying Stephen Curry's brought in two rebound. He knows that's not his job. <laughs> but if it's going to help the team win, why yeah. would you not throw in and pitch in, right? Mm-hmm. It's like that's what taking responsibility is looking for the chance you have. When I used to get done with my tables, I would go fill up the water for all the other tables. Mm-hmm. I would go ask the other servers, what do you need? Where are you behind? Mm-hmm. They loved me. I was the most popular person every place I worked because I took on the responsibility of other people. Mm-hmm. That's what leadership is. It's seeing what does the team need to win? How Mm -hmm. can I help? 
Mm-hmm. And then doing that, and then you gain skills. Mm-hmm. You learn how the front of the house works. You learn how to run the books of the restaurant. Not only did you wait your tables, but you learned about other waiters that do things more efficiently than you. I picked up a lot of skills from being around the the gals that had been in the restaurant for like 20 years that mm-hmm. would teach me, don't run to the kitchen and come back out and then get another thing and come back out. Mm-hmm. Go into the kitchen, get everything you need, go to every table with it. Quit doing like one at a time, be disciplined. Mm-hmm. Go to every table, see what they need to go get it all at once. You're saving steps. It's You'll be a lot faster. I only learned that because I was helping them all the time. Mm -hmm. So to me, leadership is saying, I'm going to take on what's needed. I'm going to lift those weights. And at a certain point, you've learned everything about the restaurant. Mm -hmm. Now you can open your own. Yeah. Now you can go to another restaurant Mm -hmm. and be super valuable there because you know how the restaurant industry works. You can Mm -hmm. go to a better one. Or when everyone else loses their job, you're the one that gets kept. Yeah. So taking more accountability. 100%. And learning to like it. You don't want to go to the gym and complain the whole time you're there. You, yeah. you don't learn to like pushing yourself. Mm. Lifting weights is hard, but there's a way that when you do it long enough, you start to enjoy the challenge of it. Mm-hmm. I got eight last time. Can I get nine? Mm. And that ninth one's hard, man. Your hands yeah. are shaking and you're hyper focused on trying to get, but it feels good when you're done. Yeah. Your job can feel that way. Mm. Your work day yeah. can feel that way. I really believe that the attitude that I used to take that everyone should take is I'm going to work. And when I leave here, I need to know that I outworked all the other workers, Mm. that there was nothing I could have done better. That if your attitude is, I'm going to get to the top. And if I didn't get to the top, it's going to be because I wasn't skilled enough or talented, not because I didn't work hard enough. Mm. I will outwork every single person here. If people had that attitude when they went to their jobs, oh my, Brian, they stand out so fast. Yeah. Dude, you get promoted. People think like, I don't want to do that. That sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. It's not actually. No, man. Most people don't work hard. That's exactly right. (laughs) And when you go to the gym with a shitty attitude, you hate it. Yeah. When you go to the gym and work really hard, you actually enjoy the workout a lot more and Mm -hmm. you feel way better after. Yeah. I remember um, really quickly, I remember when I first got my real estate license, I went from working like three jobs like Sonic, uh, Palms, and Pizza Hut. I just had a whole bunch of stupid jobs. And I remember I I remember having a job that my manager would watch me and I had to like be doing stuff, right? I had to be busy. I had to do work. So I remember I got my real estate license. And then when I was at the office, I was watching the other realtors and they're just kind of like lollygagging. They're like drinking water. They're talking about their kids. They're talking about this. They're talking about that. And I was like, they're not really working that hard. Like this is interesting. Not working at all. Yeah. Not working at all. Or they would work for like an hour. I would see them take a call, negotiate a thing, and then they were off and they were gone. But I remember coming to this realization that most people don't actually work hard. And I was sitting there and I was like, okay, all these people, they're better than me because I don't don't know anything about real estate, but I will outwork them. That's Mm -hmm. what I'll do. I'll figure out how to outwork them. So I started cold calling. And then they would come up to me and be like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm cold calling. What kind of data? And then they would distract me. And then I slowly started realizing like, okay, they are trying to distract me, not on purpose, but because they just don't understand what real work looks like. So then I I made a rule at my office. I was like, hey, guys, when I'm prospecting, don't talk to me. And everyone's like, oh, this guy's like stuck up, right? Yep. And then what ended up happening is I started putting up some serious numbers as a as a listing agent because I was calling expireds and fizzbos. And then everyone's like, how are you doing it? What are you doing? What is this? And I'm like, oh, I just prospect. And they're like, no, it's something else. I was like, no, look, like I show up at eight 
And I cold call until like 12 or one. And then I try to go on appointments. And if I cold call and get an appointment, I'll go on it right then. Yep. And I crushed it as a realtor because I just realized that if I have discipline and do work, I will get results. And yeah, I think most people think that they're working hard or they think they're putting an effort, but they haven't like truly seen real effort in person. And it's not, we're not throwing shade. No. It's not meant to hurt people's feelings. The first step in recognizing anything is that you're the problem. Yep. Like if we keep calling it work to show up, I write about this in the books I wrote for real estate agents that we have what I call the W2 mindset versus mm-hmm. the 1099 mindset. Yeah. The W2 mindset subconsciously believes that its job is to be at work and do as little work as possible and make as much money as possible. Mm-hmm. People don't consciously think these thoughts. So when they hear me say it, I disagree with that. But yeah. if I watch your actions, yep. you agree with it. Yes. You get to work and you think that your job is to avoid doing whatever you can for the eight hours you have to be there and then going home and complaining that you don't make enough money. Mm-hmm. Okay. The 1099 mindset is more like a, a cat that has to hunt its food. Mm-hmm. The W2 mindset, someone brings you your tuna, they lay it right there. Mm-hmm. You eat it and you complain about the fact that it's not good tuna, but yeah. you don't know how to hunt. Yeah. 1099 people have to go hunt. Mm-hmm. You don't get the luxury of saying I'm at work because you're sitting in the office at real estate. In fact, if yeah. you're an agent and you go in the office and you sit there and you have the potluck with the other realtors or you complain about things or you watch YouTube videos or you look at emails or you design your PDF marketing pamphlet <laughs> or whatever, but you're not talking to potential leads, yeah. you're actually losing money. 